The following story has been brought to you by StoriesToInspire.org. Prashashifer of Shach was once approached by a very wealthy fellow who lived in Chutzlarts. The fellow was already past his middle ages. He was getting into his late 60s and he was having a little bit of a late life crisis. He had an incredibly successful business. He was making a lot of money. He was supporting his children. He was giving a lot of tzedakah. But in his heart of hearts, something told him that this was not all there was to life. And he had a cheshek to shut down the business, just shut it down, liquidate it, sell it off, pick himself up and move to Eretz Yisrael and sit and learn Yom Mabalayla, Allah Tarva Let the sun set on his life in a base madrash. But he was very torn about this. Part of him said he knew it was the right thing to do. And the other part of him said, what do you mean? This is your life right now. You have employees, you have children, you have tzedakahs. I mean, and when, who says, you know, I don't have an, an unlimited amount of money. Let's say you live to 95, you're not going to have money at that point. What should I do? He, Mamish, was torn. Part of him said, he's got to do it. And the other part of him says, what do you mean? Uh, who says, that's my tachlis? So he traveled to Eretz Yisrael and sat down in front of Rav Shach. And he asked Rav Shach, what should I do? And Rav Shach heard the dilemma. Shach thought about it. Shach said, I want to share, for you, share with you a story, and then I want you to make the decision after you hear the story. Shach said that in the town that he grew up in, there were a number of Ashir, there were a number of wealthy people. And the minig in his town, a beautiful minig was, that every Friday night, each one of the wealthy families would invite at least one Ani, one poor person. So this way, the Ani was assured that once a week, he would have a delicious meal on China, fish and soup and chicken and kugel, some kampot, a glass of hot tea. Once a week, they knew that their stomach would be full. They had a, almost like a rotation. The Gvirim never would invite two people in a row. They'd invite one, one, one poor person one week, another a different week. There was no Ba'abas Kavua. They just had a rotation. However, there was one exception, and that was Zalman. Zalman was a poor person. And Zalman ate one time at the home of Zavulun, Zavulun the Gvir. And when he ate at the house of Zavulun the Gvir, he felt that it was the best house in the whole town. Therefore, next week, before, Zalm, before Zavulun had a chance to invite a poor, different poor person, Zalman came over and said, Can I eat by you again? Zavulun had a great heart and he said, Of course you could eat by me. And Zalman came to him. And every week before Zavulun would have a chance to invite anyone, Zalman would invite himself over. And Zalman became a Ben Bai so much so that he didn't have to be invited anymore. And he would come there a whole week long. He didn't have food in his tummy. He would eat the leftover scraps that were left over by the fruit and vegetable merchants. And maybe a kind person would give him a slice of bread. He was Mamisha Animara. There were holes in his shoes if he had soles and torn clothing. But he knew Friday night he'd eat like a king. And he kind of became like part of the Mishpacha. He had one peculiar minog. Every Friday night, between the soup, the fish and the soup, he would sit and look longingly at the beautiful candelabra that had the Neir Shabbos in it. He'd look at the flames. He'd look at the intricate workmanship in the silver of the actual candelabra itself. And he would just stare at it and smile to himself and his eyes would light up and then they'd bring the next course and he'd eat it and participate, sing a little. But he'd always be focused on those candle, on that candelabra. One time, Zavulun the Gvir, it was, just, it was like, there was too much looking at that candelabra. He turns to Zalman and he says to Zalman, you like my Leichter so much? You like my candelabra so much? You like the neighbors so much? Like, what are you always looking at? And Zalman smiles and he says, in truth, it's not really yours. I mean, it's not mine. You know how much I paid for this candelabra? My wife lights the nearest. Zalman says, hear me out. He says, I want you to think about something. He says, when do you have hana? When do you have pleasure and benefit from this candelabra, this beautiful leichter? Once a week on Friday night, it sits on the table, and then you put nearest in it, 
they get extinguished. And at the end of the meal, the guy comes and she, the maid comes and she clears it off and it goes back into the china cabinet. When it's in the china cabinet, it doesn't do anything for you. When do you have anah? When do you have pleasure and benefit from it? At the Friday night suda. Both of us have exactly the same amount of pleasure. You don't own it more than I own it. We both have exactly equal usage. Says Zalman to Zvulan, the wealthy person. He says to him, so what are you going to tell me? That if chas v'sham, things go bad, you could always pawn it or sell it so you'll have the money? So that's your ownership in case things go bad? Understand something. This candelabra right here, it belongs to me just as much as it belongs to you. And Zvulan Lugvir didn't argue anymore. He says, I hear, I understand your perspective. Avshach turned to this Balbas and he said to him, you have to understand something. You can either look at the world like Zalm and the Ani, or you can look at the world like everybody else. Most people who say they look at the world, the company that they built, that's them. The home that they built, that's them. The objects that they have, the fancy cars, all the material things, that's them, that's them, that's them, that's them. He says, but there's some people that look at this world like Zalman. Everything that they have, it's not really theirs. There's only one thing in the world that's really ours. And those are things that have eternal quality. The Torah that we learn, the Avodah that we put in, the mitzvahs that we perform. There's two types of people. People who are shallow and they are nearsighted. And they just see the stars that are in the sky. And it's impossible to even count them. But then there's Kaya'iyah There's those people that are descendants of Avram Avinu and the bracha that the Rebbe Hashem gave us. And that is, let's create Nitzchias. Let's somehow put in the effort Let's do what the Rebbe wants us to do and understand that whatever happens to us is going to be amazing and fantastic. And how does the conversation with Avram Avinu conclude? The Rebbe says to Avram Avinu, he says, Avram Avinu, Vayamin, Avram Avinu believed. And the Rebbe said to him, Avram Avinu believes in Hashem, and the Rebbe feels that it's amazing, it's righteous. And that has been our challenge ever since Avram Avinu, some almost 4,000 years ago. Could we also latch on to Avram Avinu's bandwagon and say, we want to be those children and we want to understand that our lives are not natural, that we're part of something that's so much greater, we're part of an impossible dream and we also want to have the Hatzlach and the Siyat of the Shemaya and we don't want to just look at this world as it is right here and right now because then we'll put in the effort and the results will just be with what we put in. But if we have a vaikid vaikidika cook, a nitriistic, an internal perspective, then all of a sudden everything that we are becomes something so special. And in the Banishlam's playbook, that's all he wants from us. You want to make that the Rabbanishlam looks at you and says, Tzadik. You want the Rabbanishlam, Tzadok, he wants you to be a Tzadik. You have to have Amuna in this concept of this idea that we're not natural, that we put in the effort, we do what the Rabbanishlam wants, and the results are off the charts. That's our choice. Are we descendants of Avram Avinu, and do we live that way? Or are we descendants and we're just not part of the bracha? And that's my bracha, that each and every one of us should understand we're going to do what we need to do. We're going to follow the Rabbi Shalem's mandate. We're going to put in the effort, even if it seems impossible. But the Rabbi Shalem will say, Koyah you're part of that? Unbelievable. Wow, that's amazing, Tariq. And we'll see you, Mitzvah Shem. The payers have a wonderful upcoming Shabbos. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.